With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 206th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this one, Humble Tack Still Believes in Himself. The Humble Tack McKinley spoke to the media last week, uh, did a great uh, interview, showed some signs of maturity. We're going to share that entire uh, interview with you with the Atlanta media. So we're going to talk about TAC this week. We have five veterans on the bubble after the team released Jam and Brown this week. We got the PSLs reaching $42.9 million in defaults. So that's pretty big. That story's on AJC.com. We got the uh, scrimmage. I think it's a scrimmage in the stadium on Friday. Not sure trying to clear that up. But definitely a walkthrough of the stadium operations, and we'll see uh, the team down there. And then Thursday, we got another story coming up on uh, linebacker coach Jeff Albrook and defensive coordinator Raheem Moore. So look for those four. We're just going to be real short on the subject so we can get all this tack in. Uh, in the 206th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, you can follow me on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC or, you know, follow us on our Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. And, of course, we ask you to bookmark AJC.com, Atlanta Falcons uh, page when you go there. So the five veterans we have on the bubble, quarterback Matt Schaub, receiver Laquan Treadwell, Guard James Carpenter, safety J.J. Wilcox, and then tackle Deidre Sanat. We lay all that out in the story there on AJC.com. Go there and, and get the details. But we're going to move on to tack. We're going to play the whole interview here. And, uh, you know, so we're not going to get into detail on all five subjects this week, but we're going to let Tack have the, pretty much have the floor as he discussed his situation of the team declining his fifth-year option and then him returning and trying to play after shoulder, shoulder surgery. So we got the five veterans on the bubble, the PSL defaults, scrimmage on Friday, and we got Ulbrick and Raheem Morris story coming up for you. Uh, later in the day on Wednesday. Here's Tack McKinley. We're going to talk about uh, you, uh, uh, your shoulder and everything and, and so forth. How was it hitting and, and getting into some action? Um, so far, camp has been going great. Um, this whole offseason, I spent it out in California, um, in Laguna Hills, with um, Laura Scott uh, at Post Sports as my therapist and uh, my strength coach, uh, Matt, and uh, you know, pretty much went at it Monday through Saturdays, uh, 7 a.m. Uh, we had a couple hours, 9 a.m. cardio, just pretty much all day to lose weight and get in the best shape of my life this upcoming season. Yeah, he talked about you 
being lighter, um, how did you deal with, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the fifth-year option and you had to come in, uh, come back in or under those circumstances? Um, you, you ain't control what you can control. You know what I'm saying? I can't, you know, talk to TD and beg them, hey, man, accept my fifth-year option. You know what I'm saying? I can't do that. That's that's up to them. You feel me? Um, whatever I showed in the four years or the three years, you know, they decided to climb my option, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? I still got another year here. still got another year to prove myself. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Thank you. So are you not going just one question for me. I was, you talk about lightning transforming your body, making yourself leaner. Where were you maybe at this time last year, and where are you now in terms of maybe weight drop? Um, this year, I'm about like 248, 249. Um, last year, I was kind of in, in between of like 268 down there to 270. Um, somewhere in between there the whole year. Like, I said, the whole year, probably like 265, 270. Okay, cool. And did, how does that make you feel on the field? Do you feel the, the effects of that, the lighter, the lightness moving around a lot quicker? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, at 270, the way my body is shaped, you know, I'm not going to be as fast. I'm not going to be as quick. I'm going to get tired, you know, easier, whatever. So if I want to get back to my college weight, you know what I'm saying, or, you know, where you know, I had a motor, you know, I was flying up the edge of speed, and, uh, you know, I didn't get tired as easy. So... You know, this whole off season, you know, was working out hard with my trainer Matt. And you know, all the guys at Pro Sports to get light, you know, and get in shape for this upcoming season. Thank you. George Henry. Got a little delay here. George didn't uh, unmute his mic, so I'll just check with you till he uh, gets online on the Zoom call. Here comes George Henry from AP. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Pardon me. Uh, Cap, do you have, uh, I mean, athletes are always looking for an edge. Do you have extra motivation with the team not picking up your options? Does that make you, does that fuel your fire anymore? I mean, of course it do. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, if we're being real, it do. But, you know, I got my reasons why it motivates me. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can't control if they decline or accept my fifth-year option. But I, I did have control of them. I could have did, you know, the first three years. You know what I'm saying? So um, they made their decision. Yes, you know, lit a fire in me, and that's cool. I mean, it just, it just got me in the best shape of my life. It got me doing things that, you know, to, to help my game better, and you know, hopefully it all worked out for me this season. Do you still see yourself as a long-term Falcon? Would you like to come back next year, or are you just going to wait, wait and see how this season goes? Just taking it day by day, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't control that, you feel me? I mean, I can only control, you know, what everybody wants to see, and that's sex. Will McFadden? Hey, Tack, uh, you talked about, you know, working out in California with your trainer and everything this offseason. Did you make any changes to your diet along with the additional workouts? And if so, kind of what, what was their plan for you? Yeah, that was the biggest thing. Um, you know, obviously with more money, you get to go out to these little fancy restaurants, you know, better food, whatever, whatever. So, um, you know, diet was a huge part. You know, I was using this meal plan, they call it Nutrition Solution. Um, to this day, I'm still using it this offseason so I can maintain that weight. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's no reason to work out. You still eat McDonald's, Popeye's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not gaining stuff. So, um, you know, diet has been used for me, and I'm sticking to it. 
And did they have you do any new or specific workouts that you maybe you had never done before, or was it just kind of the standard, you know, lifting, running, stuff like that? So my as far as my strip coach or Yeah, yeah, your workouts. Uh, this... uh, it, was, it was a mixture of everything. I went back to my track um, for, you know, COVID and all that. So, you know, I ran on the track every day. I um, talked to my track coach back in high school every day. He had a plan for me. Um, then my strength coach, we did upper body, lower body. Um, a lot of stuff, you know, to prevent, you know, future shoulder injuries. You know, I already had three in the last four years. So a lot was, you know, um, really get that shoulder strong. Really keep my lower body strong so, you know, I could... You know, fourth quarter come, I can still get off uh, instead of, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? So um, that was the biggest thing, you know, hit the track, uh, lose the weight, get big, you feel me? Get, get right. Jack, so? Hi, Jack. Um, going back to the, the draft 15 years ago, you had that really, it was the really emotional scene. And at one point you said, I love you, Grandma. This is only the beginning. As you reflect on the last three years, have you met your own expectations in terms of what your NFL career has been so far? I mean, obviously, I wish my you know my first three seasons could be you know ten plus sacks, but that that don't happen that way. You know what I'm saying? Life is a roller coaster. You feel me? Like uh, I don't think nobody's life has always been just up. It always come up and down. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's been it's been very inconsistent for me. This. Uh, you know, my NFL career, but I don't mean I'm about to give up. You know what I'm saying? I still believe in myself. My coaches believe in me. My teammates believe in me. And uh, my family believe in me. You know what I'm saying? And I believe in myself. So at the end of the day, I know what I can do. Uh, it's just, for me, the biggest thing is finishing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I left a lot of, uh, a lot of sacks out there last year. And, uh, you know, this year, um, I'm not trying to do the same thing. You feel me? Yeah, beyond the physical, the shoulder and the physical issues that you've, that you've learned and had to deal with, have you come to learn that the NFL takes maybe a higher focus level and maturity level than maybe you were aware of coming in? Have you changed in that aspect? Um, I'm still me. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I get exactly what you're saying, but at the end of the day, you know, I am who I am. Um, I'm not out at the clubs partying. I'm not over in strip clubs. I'm not doing dumb stuff, you know what I'm saying? I come to work every day. Um, I train, you know, I work, I go home, watch film, play Call of Duty, play 2K, wake up, do it again, you know what I'm saying? So um, I am who I am, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, you know, out there doing, as you want to say, stupid stuff, you feel me? Um, hope that answers your question. Great. All right, we're going to pause for a second right here just to clear up a couple things. Uh, he said he's 238, 240. Uh, the team listings at 250 on the roster they're handing out and on the uh, NFL OMG website, 250. The team website still lists him at 265, which, of course, was last year what he was playing at. Playing at. So and on his Instagram, he said he had dropped from 270 to 255. So the 250 number is right because I know uh, – uh, Big Chuck Smith hit me up and said, hey, how's he going to play at 248, uh, 238, 240? That's too light. And uh, John Abraham was 255, and that was thought to be too light. So, um, you know, that's where we're at with the weight numbers and so forth. We're going to go on back here to the end of the interview. That's Gabby Moran of the Falcons PR staff that's hosting this call, Zoom call with the Atlanta media. Hi. 
first, you know, from year one to year two, you were averaging about six, seven sacks, and then last year you had about three and a half. What was the biggest difference did you notice in your game um, that kind of, you know, dropped in the production there, and what have you been working on to make sure that that increases this year? Um, i say the biggest thing for me, you know, i got to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? I mean, as you all seen that Philadelphia game, I could easily have six sacks. Um, the, the, the top tacklers are all considered in the league, Jason Peters and whatever other guy is, you know what I'm saying? But I only had zero sacks, you feel me? So, you know, for me, i got to be consistent, you know what I'm saying? I could have a game like that all year, but it's just, you know, it's all about being consistent. It's all about, you know, taking the right approach at practice. And it's all about wanting to, wanting to be the best, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so like I said, the biggest thing for me, you know, obviously I don't have too many, you know, almost sacks, you feel me? So um, finishing, finishing is huge for me, you know what I'm saying? If I finish, I don't think nobody will be talking about, you know, the Falcons decline, <laughs> tech fifth-year option, you know what I'm saying? So um, finishing, that's, that's what the game is all about, you know what I'm saying? You got to finish it. relationship been like with Dante Fowler so far? How do you guys vibe off of each other in practice? Oh, man, that, that dude is amazing. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, just, 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 he always got a plan on why he do things, you know what I'm saying, as far as his rushes, you know. Even if he do go full, his ball is to set him up for a chop club rip, you know what I'm saying? I never really had that approach. Sometimes I'm going bull, you know, okay, my bull didn't succeed, I'm going bull again. And you know what I'm saying, I'm just bulling to bull, you feel me? He bullying it, you know, now you about to counter up with it, you know what I'm saying? So just listening to him, you know, taking in, you know, how he, you know, his different approaches, like, really been helpful for me. Um, it's, it's, it's like a chess out there, you know what I'm saying? Or it's like baseball, you know, you give him some fastball, 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 you know, change up, you know what I'm saying? And, um, just listening to him talk, you know what I'm saying? He listen, I mean, he talk, I'm listening, you know what I'm saying? Because um, the 11 sacks, or how many sacks he had last year wasn't a fluke, you feel me? So, um... It's been great having him out here. You know, he's very encouraging. Uh, you know, every now and then I get pissed off at whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And he right there, but hey, Tack, but you good, bro. Like oh, I don't know. Here we go. We're back to Tack here. He wants the next play. He's got this. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's been amazing to have him here. So do you feel like bringing him in has kind of helped you yeah. a lot? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Um, you know, still getting to know him a little bit, you know what I'm saying? He's still getting accustomed to, you know, the playbook and how we do things um, at this facility. So, you know, we talk every day, I mean, like every every day. So we still try, you know, we want to we go out and show we could be the best, you know, um, DNs in the, in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? You know, we usually talk about it, but we got to be about it. But, you know, he believes we can be that, and I believe it as well. Okay, you feel like you got time, you feel me? But like once I realized, okay, they declined my fifth year option, 
it's like, man, if I want to be in this league, I got to do something better. So I'm trying to focus on all the things that I didn't do in the past surgeries as far as, like, yes, I had, I had a shoulder injury, you feel me? I wasn't doing bike, you feel me? This year, I had a shoulder injury. I'm doing bike. I'm eating better. So all the things that I didn't do in my past surgeries, I did it. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing it now, you feel me? So um, this is one of them things, you know, you know, one day I'm going to start playing football. Who knows when that's going to be? And I hate for it to be, you know, one to two years from now. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like, is it safe to say that the, the fifth-year option getting declined was a, a wake-up call for you? It, it, it was. It was. Um, it was a wake-up call. Um, it was more motivation. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, it just, it made me hungry. You feel me? Um, not saying I wasn't hungry in the past, but it just... Um, just gotta go prove it. You know what I'm saying? Just gotta go prove it. We have time for one last question, Jarvis. We got a little echo here, but this question is about uh, the new defensive line coach, Tosh Lapoy. And uh, Tack's uh, tax response was pretty uh, interesting. He, he, he didn't hear him at first. Here we go. Sorry about that. I was uh, asking about your, your impressions of Tosh Lapoy, Coach Lapoy, your position coach. Uh, uh -huh. What have your interactions been with him uh, so far? Uh, Tosh been real cool. He been cool. Uh, yeah. That was it. Tosh has been cool, real cool. Yeah. So he said they lit a fire under him. They lit a fire in me by not declining, by not accepting this fifth year option, ten point three million dollars. That'll light a fire under everybody. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we're going to get on out of here. This 206th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. Facebook page, Atlanta Falcons News Now. Of course, you can always benchmark us and sign up for our, our newsletters on AJC.com to get all your updates about the Atlanta Falcons. So with that, we're going to get on out of here. Um, before I go to the outro, just re-mention the five veterans on the bubble, Schaub, Laquan Treadwell, James Carpenter, J.J. Wilcox, Deidre Sanat. The PSLs, folks have defaulted on 43.9 million of them. Uh, we got a scrimmage at the stadium on Friday. Uh, practice, walkthrough, whatever they're going to be doing. It's, uh, they're going to go to the stadium and get uh, used to their surroundings. And then uh, we got a story coming here. Uh, on Jeff Albrook and Raheem Morris from uh, on how they're going to operate on the defensive side of the ball this year. So with that, we're going to get on out of here from the 206th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. 
Hip hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip hop.